is an absolute thrill for us at CHGO, CHGO Let's Bears. Go. And just, uh, I don't know, all of the youth <laughs> of me and Kevin Kadek who grew up watching the man who was in studio today. The two-time Super Bowl champion, MVP of the Super Bowl, the greatest singer on the Super Bowl shuffle, uh, and, <laughs> which we might may or may not get to. The sack man, the Colonel Richard hey, Dent, is in studio. Great to see you, going, Richard. Guys? My pleasure. Nice to see you guys. Dude. Welcome to CHGO. You got, you got a great setup here. I'm looking at this T-shirt here with your producer. Oh, yeah. What's up with that? Oh, this is, uh, this is the, the QB slide. QB slide. The QB slide. Come on, we get you one. Okay. Look, you have that, that's that's Justin <laughs> going in the end zone against it's a, the it's Niners. It's a quarterback. Yeah. It's a quarterback. Yeah. 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 Well, we, it's, which is, we're going to talk a ton of fields, and we'll go back in the day. Okay. Uh, CHO uh, Bears podcast draft is presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download the app. Use that promo code CHGO when you sign up. We thought we would start okay. sort of at the beginning, but maybe just take a peek at the <laughs> at the 83 draft. Right, 40th right. anniversary. 40th anniversary. Gosh, is that 40, 40 yeah. years already? Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, that's you, best draft class ever. Uh, and they're still looking for the same guys, huh? <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do you know how many Hall of Famers were in that class? Uh, I don't know the number, but I know it's quite a few. I think it's like eight or ten, is it? Eight is correct. S- seven, yeah. seven in the first round, and then a guy that was drafted in the eighth round, number 203 overall. Right. I'm, I'm trying to wonder, is, is anyone else, any other class has, has, has that stat? Or, or we don't know yet. I know they say that we are the, one of the best classes that come out, especially with quarterbacks and you know, folks like that. Well, it's not only one of the best NFL draft classes, but from a – Team standpoint, seven starters from the 1985 team yeah. uh, were, were drafted with you. What do you remember from that day? Uh, it obviously, wasn't like it is now. There wasn't a lot of a lot of coverage. But yeah. how did you find out that the the Bears had drafted you? Well, I mean, I didn't know. I mean, really, I, I coming from Tennessee State and looking at how you know things went about over the last four or five years when I was there. You know, I kind of paid attention watch I saw a lot of guys didn't make it one just find out why you know or Mm. uh, then you get there and you kind of find out why certain things that you can't do but um um I was small I you know everybody said I was too small and this and that and so I'm like you know want to play uh tight end and Really, um, but uh, my college, when I got there, the college says, hey, coach, uh, we didn't ask for this guy. So then I'm there with three other buddies. And my coach hugged Joe Gillum and said, good luck, coach, and walked away. <laughs> so, I mean, you're sitting somewhere, and next thing you know, you know, you're like, damn, these folks, they don't even want me. I'm like, well, they don't want me, and now they want to make me an offensive tackle. I'm like, I'm 100. And 90, 95 pounds, who the hell I'm going to push around, right? I'm like, that is You were 190 pounds reporting to Tennessee State, right? Reporting to Tennessee State. Uh, and how tall? I was about 6'4", six, 6'5", six, at okay. that point. I was about 6'4 and a half, 6'5". And then coming into the draft, you were only 215 pounds. When I came into the draft, I, when I got to Chicago, I was 228, somewhere like yeah. that. And over four years... You know, I picked up 20, 20, about 20 pounds. I got up to about 240. You know, I wanted to stay about 240, 250. Then after I got older, it got up to about 260, 63. I like to try to come to camp 
try to pick, and you're going to pick on weight. I mean, you're going to pick up weight, I'm sorry. It's your choice if it's going to be fat or muscle. <laughs> Chicago going to put weight on you. Right. Regardless, I don't care what athlete, you know, especially outside. With that weather, it's you determine is it going to be fat or if it's going to be muscle because we don't train the same as we do in college as we do in the pros. So the training mechanism is cut down as of conditioning. The, the, the part that, you know, is important is training or what they want you to do and what we're going to do. But you have to, like they say, you have to come to camp in shape to get in football shape. Yeah. But you can't come to camp to get in shape. So Bill Tobin said yeah. that he really liked your quickness coming out. Like, yeah. when, when you got to Chicago, like, what, what, like, how did that go? What did they say, this is what you're going to be doing? And Well, when I got there, you know, I remember meeting Signatary. He was on the phone, and I'm like, I'm looking at him, and he's like, what position you play? I'm a <laughs> linebacker. I said, she looked like a fullback, man. You know, yeah. so he looked at me strange. I looked at him strange. So nobody, you know, when you know what you know, I think coming out of Tennessee State with, with Joe Gilliam Sr. taught me football, taught me the respect of football. So I was ready to play, but yet you got to understand you come into a team where you got Otis Wilson the first rounder. You got Mike Singletary the first rounder. You got Dan Hampton the first rounder. You got Mike Hardenstein the first rounder, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so, you know, the, the defense, and then you got Wilbur Marshall first rounder. Then you come and get uh, William Perry a first rounder. Yeah. You know, and you, you got Al Harris the first rounder. So they first rounder all up and down the board. So the key in what I recognize in sports, coming to sports, that where we spend money, we give chances first. Period. You know, because once I pick you, you got to go out there and make me look good. (laughs) Now, I'm a seven-rounder, so I'm not going to make them look good. So, to me, you know, the Bears was like, you know, they're trying to do something to fulfill the ownership in the guy that they picked seven-round that turned Mm -hmm. out to be gold. Then just respected it and said what you say. They said things, oh, his teeth was bad. Yeah, my teeth was bad, but that wasn't stopping me from you know, being a great athlete, that my weight, you know, situation as being able to me, I think it's important to be able to eat right and certain things, you know, uh, I couldn't bite on and I still can't bite them on the day. So the point of it is that, you know, we went through some issues, you know, by testing and all kind of things to, to, for whatever reason, to knock a black player from a black school down so you can have ownership to bring him back up. No, you're not taking me down. Yeah. I'm high cotton. I'm staying high cotton out of the gate. So that's how I looked at that. But, you know, at some point I started, you know, I I knew that I was better than what I was looking at. You know, Al Harris and the guys that were playing in front of me. But, uh, again, like in college – I had to show the guys in college I do not belong on, on offense. So when I got on offense as an a, a, a offensive player, well, I got on the dummy squad. Mm-hmm. So look, we can talk about this shit, but we, let, let me show you. Well, you. So I was there over there. I was on offense for you know, a whole year showing them that I don't belong over here, raising hell, and finally realizing, say, hey, go to defense. When I went to defense, everything took off. Well, 
And I'm just looking at the stats right now, and as you're talking, I didn't realize this, but you started three games as a rookie, uh, played in 16, started 10 your second year when you're, you know, exploding 17 and a half sacks. You know. Well, 10, think about that. 10, I didn't have but one sack right. when I started. So, yeah, you know, here it is, 16 sacks in 10 games. You tell me somebody's giving you those numbers or giving you 10 sacks in three games. <laughs> well, and I'm, and I'm pointing out that you had to get Buddy to finally see you for, for what you were. How did you do that? Oh, or just stand, stand in his ear on the sideline. <laughs> stand in his ear. Hey, let's go nickel. Let's go now. Let's go now. Let's go now. You know, it's, it's second and 10 or second and 15. Let me go. Let me go. So, I, buddy, he would yell at me, and then I'd walk away. Then I come right back in that ear, in that ear, in that ear, in that ear. Until the St. Louis game, my uh, second year, they finally started me, you know. And at some point, I realized that they was going to give Al more of a chance than they would give me. Because he had been here, he was first rounder, they got money in him. So they want to get their money out. They want to give that opportunity. Every team looks this way today, still today, every team. If I draft a guy, yeah. that's my money guy. We don't want to bring somebody in to compete with that. Whereas you just looking to win and you just put talent together and say, hey, whatever works, whatever mesh out, meshes out. So it wouldn't have mattered in the end because your talent was starting to shine. But so, but so Al and and it's going to shine anyway. But go ahead. Yeah, but I was saying, but Al, but Al sitting out uh, with a contract holdout after '84, maybe that right. that well, maybe that impacted you a little bit. That that hurt him. It didn't hurt me. I mean, yeah. to me, the second year, you know, I finally start. We kick off. We start playing ball. The team starts doing well. You know, and yeah. to me, I. I felt I was the second man on the team. Only one man on the team was hired and hired and me. And that's that man right there, <laughs> Walter Payton. Outside of that, you know, I, I didn't. There's no no disrespect to the guys on the team, but to me, you know, when I was negotiating for a contract, I'm like, hey, this guy making million two. I'm right behind him. Right. Bears thought it was Mac Man. I said, really? <laughs> Mac is not doing this. Yeah. That actually opens up a real interesting okay. can of worms right there. <laughs> Go ahead. If, if, well, because we started with 83, mm -hmm. so, and you went up against a Hall of Famer every day in practice and Jimbo Covert. I know you got a ton of respect for him. Yep. But after Jimbo was picked, was Jim Kelly, Hall of Famer, Dan Marino, Hall of Famer, and then even and then we just throw in like if McMahon was healthy, if you had had a healthy quarterback, and oh, uh, we've been sitting up here four or five rings. That's we probably we probably won three in a row without a doubt. We've been first mm -hmm. team and won three in a row. I mean, you got to look at. It. I mean, in college, hell, I lost five games in five years. So right. you know, won three national championships. Steve Moore also was the offensive tackle who went third round is no one yet has went third round a black football player offensive line out of black college into the NFL since Steve Moore in 83. And Steve Moore was the one that started the fight. Well, a fight started with Howie Long and Steve at the Patriots game when the Patriots beat them and end up beating Miami and end up playing us. Right. They call him House, so, you know, but yet – Here's a guy yet, kind of like Jimbo, to me, helped me to be, you know, what I became. Because I had that guy in college, and I had that guy in the pros with, with, with Jimbo. Did it bother you how McMahon 
didn't take care of his body? No, some people just injury prone things, whatever little things. You know, some people just like that. I, I don't think he's injury prone, but yet he, if if he's not, he would do until injury prone get there, right? <laughs> but yet, if we, it's not about Mac fault. It's more so Dicker fault or Venisi or the general manager fault because, again. You know, having a quarterback, having a backup quarterback, I mean, we had many different crazies. I mean, we bought Flutie in. Well, Flutie, really? You know, if I'm on the bench yeah. and you bring a man in off the street that just got here the last two games of the season and you're going to tell me he's better than me, he knows the system better. Hell, if I'm the I might as well just get off the team. What was the locker room like when it's, Flutie it, it was brought in? It wasn't. It wasn't nice. Yeah, it wasn't nice. You see, I'm, I'm still pissed off about. Yeah, it. I, you made head, you've made headlines young, saying that. Yeah, it was my youth. It was my time. It was our time. Mm-hmm. It was our youthful time, and to me, we could have won this thing with Tom Zach. We could we could have won the shit with Tom Zach. We, mm-hmm. You know, we didn't need Doug Flutie. You know, that's again, that's Dicker and the general manager. Maybe I don't. I think that wanted to feel like, hey, with the defense, I can bring anybody, you know? And I, and, and I can remember Daryl Green said, shit, I'm just gonna back up. Guy can't see over the line. Yeah. He can't audible. So what you're saying is, you're making this, the Super Bowl trophy, Mike Dicker's trophy now, mm-hmm. right? When you do something like that, to me, it's just being really, that you bleed that so much in your defense that you could bring anybody, you know, and we had a couple of people on the bench there we could have went with. Why we didn't go with it, we didn't manage that position well. You know, even though we had a great defense, we had a, get, we had a, we had a great running game, you know, to kind of push Walter out. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, Neil Anderson, uh, we probably could have got one more year out of Walter, but, you know, they wanted to get Neil, An- Neil Anderson playing. How, how much does it stick with you 40 years later that you only won the one title? Does it, does it still bother you? No, it's, it, it bothers you in a way, but you won it like nobody else had won it. Right. Exactly. You know, and that is the key that, you know, we, we started winning it the second, third game mm-hmm. because we came out with a record. We came out with attitude. Mm-hmm. But we got our butt kicked the, week, the year before. And on that trip coming back from San Francisco, we got on the plane in the back and said, look, you know, let's everybody go do what you need to do in the offseason. We're going to come back. We're going to kick everybody's ass. We didn't say we're going to be undefeated. Mm-hmm. We just said, look, be ready. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we clean the house. So, you know, <laughs> have your crap ready when you come back to camp next year. <laughs> if you were going to give credit to just one guy on that defense that helped you be that much better, and I'm sure you would have done it, you know, whoever was there, but, like, who who stood out as, like, this guy made my life easier? William Perry. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Well, you got to understand, William, me and William on one side. Yeah. So if I can get, you know, the key is any athlete, it's all about how can you make them better and how they can make you better. If you on a team as a player and you can't make, if I can't make you better and you better, then how am I going to get better? Right. Right? So anytime a team competes with one another, only person loses is the team. So yeah. we competed with one another. We enjoyed things. But William, it was to let him know that, look, 
we're going to own this side. We're going to dominate. We're going to tell people they can't run over here. Can't run outside, you can't run inside. We're going to dictate to tell you what you can and can't do over here. I'm going to do that regardless. Now, if I can get him on board with me, it's over. Yeah. It's over. So, you know, my thing, look, William, we're on the hash. Run to the numbers. Well, how far is the hash to the numbers? 10, 15 yards maybe? Right. If it goes outside that number, don't worry about it. I got it. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's, that, that's the way we play. And I'm like, look, everything that's coming is going to be blocked down, going this way. You know, reaching, whatever. So you got to double him. If you don't double me, it's not going to work. You got to double me. If you double me, then now that's four against two. We got, a line, we got two, three linebackers scraping. It's a math game. You can't block everybody. Right. You got to double people up front. Singletary, you know, he came to a, a privilege of somewhere of Steve McMichael and, and uh, Hampton and uh, uh, Fritz. That middle right there, you, you're going to take, Crazy. you know, three to four people got to block that. Okay? Right. If, right. You gotta, if you put four there, then it, it, everybody's open. If you're blocking three, somebody's open. Yeah. You know, but yeah. you're not going to one-on-one block all of us and think you're going to get somewhere. So if you one on one us, then the tackles, the people on the line of scrimmage going to make the play. If not, the linebackers going to make the play because you can't get to them. So, but William, it was just to look. You know, at that point he was, you know, he was running the ball, doing this, doing that. Hampton was about to go out, so I wanted to get him in to get the feel because I know Danny. You know, Dan was doing his thing, but William became to be that every down player. Uh, you know, that you can count on. Hampton, he was there or not. Sometimes he's hurt. They're kind of saying like McMahon, you know, you're having problems there. But, you know, that's, that's their thing. But when they're there, they're great. If they're not, then, you know, you just have right. to deal with that. 13 knee surgeries. Yeah. I mean, right. it, it, if we're talking post-85, right. he wasn't out there nearly as much. Mongo should be in the Hall of Fame, should he not? Uh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. I, I think Steve, you know, uh, and not to say that Dan doesn't, but, you know, I think when you look at Steve numbers, it's more than Hampton. Uh, a guy that was, he played as much as Walter, I think record-wise. I think he uh, breaks that record. Uh, you know, I, I you, know, <laughs> you know, it's guys that you realize that's going to be, Steve is there all the time. Hampton was hurt in there not, but again, they are there go again. This is... Hampton is a first-round pick of the Bears. Steve is not a first-round pick of the Bears. So the Bears are not really interested in promoting him that way. That's how the shit flows, folks. Sorry about Somehow, that. though, like the, the football, like, I don't know, like the experts of the game looked at that defense and they missed something in, what's, in what Mongo was doing. Well, you, 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 you can look at it how you want to. You can't play the game without people up front, okay? You look at the Cowboys. Cowboys, Emmitt Smith gets the record. Sure. Who was there before Allen came along? Who? And when you look at that offensive line, okay? Sure. So you got, I mean, you, he had he had the got, world in front of him. Nah, nah, well, I'm just saying, he, he, Nate Newton, yeah, okay, yeah. should be there. Here's a guy again, yeah, and and, and uh, William Eric Williams, 
Nate Newton, Eric Williams open up holes like these cows, these chairs could get through. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Larry Allen comes in. They don't put Larry Allen in the Hall of Fame, but they did not put who? These two guys, they were there before Eric, but yeah. before Allen. Why? Because here's one guy from a small black school. There's another guy from a small black school. They happened to go to jail for some drugs and shit. But hell, he didn't do no more than what? Michael Irvin? <laughs> right, yeah. Come on. I mean, when, I'm just saying, to me, they're disrespecting that situation. It's just like for Walter. Walter, people say Walter got many yards. Nobody want to give no respect to the offensive line. Mm-hmm. But hell, when my class came in, Walter, you tell me a running back that leads the league in his last three to four years in the league. Right. How did that happen? Bears had a hell of an offensive line, but you know what? We just now getting the Hall of Fame in. So, you know, to me, it's, it's uh, you know, it's, so it's you, not as even as. Well, you, had to, you had to wait a long time, too. The way the Pro Football Hall of Fame is, is set up, only five players get in, a lot of politics involved. Like, what would you change about that? Get the media, get the press, get the writers out of it because yeah. they don't know nothing. So because they, they upset because maybe I didn't talk to them or maybe mm. I didn't do this or maybe I do. Yeah, that. it's. I mean, the, the why fact is that it, why is it why see this is the point. Here's yeah. a kid, Nate Newton. How in the hell is Nate Newton not, not in the Hall of Fame when his guy that he ran the ball? Yeah, you know. Or I look at Miami Dolphins. You know, how is uh, 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 Clayton? Miami don't have not one wide receiver in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Who caught all them damn passes from Miami? Right. How in the hell a guy throws million yards and nobody that caught the ball in the Hall of Fame with it? Yep. So he threw it, caught it too. Devin, Hester, the, Devin Hester's still waiting for a reason. Another point. Yeah. The guy changed the game all the time. Dion, that was where Dion would change the game. When Dion plays special team, you punt to him, you kick off to him, so you got to kick it away. Right. And why, why are we still waiting on this kid? It, you know, it's, you to me it's special like special team is that, but that's like a kicker or a punter, okay? Yeah. They got some guys who punt and are oh, great. The kid is great. Yeah. Shit, it, it's just, you know, what else? Look, the numbers ain't going to change, like me. The numbers didn't change, okay? Mm-hmm. How are they going to change? What's there is what's there. But so much of the process is uh, is set on a media member going into this meeting and really making a case for a player, which to me is silly because, okay, well, what if that media member from that city didn't get along with that person? Well, it's a personal grudge. So right. it's a personal grudge. So it's all it's about- It's a flawed system. It's all about what I can chop on you. Meaning yeah. what I call chop is make money, okay? <laughs> I'm only gonna put somebody out there that we can chop on and make money with. Yep. If, we, if that person's not making money with us, uh, we, we, let's find somebody else. You know, to me, that, their words relies to me, this Hall of Fame thing, you know, and it's like uh, the Hall of Fame is desperate getting people in there. I'm like, people that's going in there now is like, come on, really? You know, I'm not, mm. not going to name any names, but to me, you know, when the NFL needed the writers, they needed the writers back in those days mm. to talk about the game to give them some perspective in the game. Today, NFL don't, do not need the writers. The yeah. writers need the show. Yeah. Okay, the script is flipped now, all right? The writers need to do their business, so they got to get to the players. But the league is still using the writers to promote the players, or the, I can understand promoting the game, but 
coming in and saying who we know who the Hall of Famer should be. Mm-hmm. We have been there. We know. So why is it that the players, to me, is not there is a problem. To me, also within the Hall of Fame, you know, when you have my brand, when you have 370 guys and and here the market is out here talking, telling kids, that, hey, we'll give you a you know, million dollars because you may be me one day. But I can't get the million dollars, and I'm already there. <laughs> What's wrong with that play? Something wrong with that. To me, you know, I know that I could give my likeness to my kids, and they can make me some money. Mm-hmm. But here is my likeness is with a group that is called the Hall of Fame, and shit, I'm not making any money. So why should I continue to allowing my name, my heritage, to go with that when I'm not benefiting? It's paying somebody's salary. It's, it's doing something for the Hall of Fame. It's helping them. It's doing something. I, it's just a, it's, it's time for a change for that mm-hmm. to me. Okay? I just see it's a change. You know, to me... If, if I'm married and, and, and I have a wife, I could pass something down to them mm-hmm. or my kids or whatever. It's just like these kids now, that people giving them money to promote while they're in school. To me, they don't need the money. Give them a second scholarship where they can come back to school to take what they want to take. Okay? So yeah. I can't be a doctor playing football. But if you give me a scholarship to come back to be a doctor... That money never goes down. That money goes up. Or I can pass it down to my kid. Or I can pass it down to whoever I want to. Having a second degree is way more than putting some money in your pocket. It could be both. Don't mean to get on all that. No, you know, just no, something it's I good. Put I, I, I love everything you're doing, Richard. You keep the, the, whatever's on your mind is awesome. Hey, uh, just a reminder for everybody, get fitted out in the best sports gear around hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, everything in between. Spring, baseball season, Aloha shirts. Richard probably wears those. Straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for a game. And by the way, our set decorations, FOCO has donated a few awesome pieces. Thank you, FOCO. Check out FOCO.com or click on the link in the description below for all non-presale items. Use the promo code CHGO and you get yourself 10% off. I also want to tell everyone about Fubo TV. Fubo has 140-plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. Stream live TV from any device. Watch the most Chicago sports for the lowest price, and you can watch start. You can start watching immediately with a seven-day free trial. No contract, no cable, no hassle. Just sign up and start watching from any device. 1,000 hours of cloud DVR storage is included at no extra charge. You can even watch your local teams while traveling. Uh, there's a lot of sporting events coming up, and Fubo is the best place to watch it. French Open. Uh, NHL draft is, is coming up with Connor Bedard. NHL and NBA playoffs. NBA finals are going to be on NBC. Way to go, Nuggets. Go, DNVR Nuggets. MJ. I'm watching myself here. You guys got me. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. laughs> Cubs and White Sox on Marquee and NBC. It's the only streaming service to offer that. F1, UFC. It's all there. Watch Cubs and Sox on Marquee. NBC Sports Chicago with Fubo TV. Use the link in the description to sign up today. And get 15% off your first month of Fubo Pro. There's a zillion ways we could go right now, but since we just did the Fubo read and we mentioned mm-hmm. the NBA playoffs, and 
you of course have longtime friends with MJ. Wait, hold on. Yep. I, this super chat that we got a little bit ago. Oh, we got a this super is chat. Perfect for you. We have uh, more, but this, I'm just gonna throw this one in here now. We'll do the rest later. But Brian, Brian says, please cram. Don't make this don't weird. Make this weird. Yeah, just I just thought I'd throw that out there before we get into this. Um, next no, this is not gonna be super weird. I'm, I'm on my. <laughs> we got Richard Dunn in studio. I'm gonna be on my. We got number one here. MJ fan yeah. over here. So. Oh, I'm a huge Mike fan, well, but like this is true. <laughs> it, it, and you know, I was listen. My first Bears game ever was uh, your was your third year. Tampa it was like 80 degrees. Oh, uh, first game. Yep, 38-28. Sat in the family section. My dad brought some sandwiches that he, we 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 <laughs> snuck in, or you were able to bring in back in the day. So, and I remember waking up Super Bowl morning. I know Kevin's got a Super Bowl story coming up for you. We're like, I'm like, there's absolutely no way you guys are losing. I know you felt the same way, right? I mean, there was just like we 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 were the best team, and we and you knew it. The third, I mean, that was the first game. Yeah. You know what was score at halftime? I don't remember the score at halftime. I think it was like 20 to nothing. Okay. Like at halftime. Yeah. Correct. We, 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 and, and we had this thought of comeback, you know, when in the locker room at halftime. We was like, remember the conversation that we had coming from San Francisco on the plane? Here it is. I think we was 20 points or 18, whatever. We was down a couple touchdowns. You know, like, this is one of the worst teams in the league. Got us down, you know, so we had that call back. And that call back, we come back out of halftime. I tipped the ball, and Leslie Frazier catch one, take it in for touchdown. Then we got another something else happening. Well, you know, that's when the ball started rolling. You were down 28-17 at the half. Right, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to tell you. Yeah, <laughs> 28-7 yeah. at, at the half. And the one of the worst team in the league that only I think might have won two games that year, that the year before. He was like, you know, really? <laughs> so, you know, Less- check yourself. And we came back and won that game. Yeah, Leslie That's Frazier. Where it started. Was, yeah, 29 yard pick. You tipped it about? Yes, yes, that's my tip. My I tip. love it. I, I see. It's my tip. So, <laughs> I, I remember that in, let's see, so that was. That year, Mike broke his foot, and the mm-hmm. Bulls were terrible. And they were playing another terrible team, the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Bulls were drawing like 5,000 people. And you're, this is at the year after you guys won the Super Bowl. Y'all played at halftime at the Chicago Stadium, and they sold it out yeah. to see you guys play basketball. <laughs> that was fun. That was, so that you was were on fun. that, you played that night? Yes, yes, I did. I played that night. But uh, actually, uh, Michael... His wife, who was girlfriend at that time, and a young lady that I was dating, kind of put us together. We came together, and this when his foot was uh, hurt and you know, didn't know exactly what he was wanting to do or what he was going to do. And, uh, you know, we just had a good conversation, you know, out on a date with, with you know, two ladies, and, and uh, he was talking about the game. I was telling him about Walter, and he was talking about he's going to come in and take over the city and do this and that. Said, <laughs> well, you know. He's going to take it from Walter. I said, hey, first, you can't take it from Walter. You need to take it from me first. You got to get in line, brother, you know. Get him. You got to get this first. Then you can get to him. I said, nobody like basketball here anyway. They might love you, but they don't love basketball. <laughs> so, he, so, you know, and, and he, he, he ended up turning the town out. He turned the town out, you know. But uh, we, was, we was drastically about uh, entertaining our city. You know, I was like, hey, you know, you need to come and see this. It's, you know, if you want if you want the city, follow this team right here. 
follow this team. Watch. Let me show you what we're doing here. And you know, he got the picture. He had his, you know, he had his thoughts and you know his people to help him. And you know, he came back that last game. You know, yeah, and and, and put it on Boston. You know, but, sixty-three. But it was so much talk. <laughs> talking trash between Nan and the time that he got back on the court. He, he's supposed to do what he's supposed to do. So you're, you're <laughs> telling me that when Jordan was hurt and was sitting out and... Oh, we're giving him shit. Pure and, shit all day long. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. And, and he was saying at that time that he was going to take the city from, from Walter Well, this was, this was before he even, he even got to that game. Yeah. This was just... He had that level of confidence in where he, he was that going. that level, you know, I'm gonna, what I'm going to do. So, okay. Well, you know, I guess I'm going to get me some flow seats, huh? Oh, no, don't worry about you. And it's just come and see me. Say, okay, buddy, I got you. I'll come and see you when I need tickets. But uh, he took it from there. He shit, he took it and he ran with it. I mean, you know, I brought him around the guys and, you know, seeing how the city was reacting to the 85 Bears. You know, it was like he, wanted he, he got close-up view. Yeah. He got close-up view, and, you know, he turned the city out. Like I tell you, nobody cared. I mean, no one ever cared about basketball, but shit, after that game there, seats went from, I mean, floor seats at that time, I was going, I could buy floor seats under 100 bucks. <laughs> floor seat popped up, the 200 bucks popped up, the 400 bucks popped up, the 700 bucks. <laughs> you know, it just kept popping, pop, 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 pop. You know, Bulls made a whole heck of a lot of money. Did he? Did he cover your seats or? Oh, he covered my seats. You know, I. You know, for that thought, I never really. Well, I appreciate it all the time, but I never look at the thought. And you know, he's always taking care of his buddy to to the Hall of Fame. And the Hall of Fame, the tickets went from like eighty to like three, four hundred bucks when he went in. Yeah. So, and I'm walking this old place, and this place is kind of, you know, dingy place, but yet the seats are small, you know, I'm like, oh, shit, you know, like a small theater, old theater, and I was like, oh, hell, I got to squeeze in that look, <laughs> I said, oh, my boy got me a handicap seat, oh, great, good room space uh, on the end, you know, I was like, oh, my boy took care of me, you know, and that's when it's kind of everything, that's just start reflecting back, mm-hmm. time as of seats and things that he always got his people sitting in certain places. So you were at, you were at the Hall of Fame speech. Yeah. He's going at everybody. Didn't go after me. <laughs> <laughs> go I thought it was me. a great. I thought the speech was phenomenal. Hey, you got to yeah. let it out. Don't need, you know if you holding something, it's not good. Let it out. You know, you know I'm dating a girl. Then she's still holding something ten years ago. Like well, really? <laughs> I don't want to hear that. If you kept it for 10, keep it for another 10. <laughs> you know? <laughs> that's, that's buried at that point. Let's go. Day of. Right. right. Put, Put it out there. I yeah. mean, both of you guys were competitive yeah. athletes at the top of your field. And then one day you guys retire. Like, how, how do you keep fueling that after you stop playing? Uh, you try to find something or, you know, something that you enjoy doing, you know. Uh, I enjoy golfing. Of course, he enjoyed golfing, but shit, he enjoyed fishing more than golfing. I know he fished a little bit with his dad. You know, Mike can't swim. I mean, Mike, <laughs> he's never been on a boat. I'm like, and now all of a sudden, that's all he does. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what marriage really does, huh? Yeah. You know I, mean? <laughs> I, I could never get this guy on a boat more or less close to water. And I can't believe, I can't believe the damnest thing that he's doing on water. 
He's oh, not yeah. getting in it. The marlin fishing. Uh, he's fishing like he's on crack. <laughs> he, he's out there. He's gone. You know what I mean, I'm like, I can't believe. It. I mean, I went fishing with him a while ago, and that was the first time that I went with my father. And you know, if you notice in my in my speech, my Hall of Fame speech, man, my dad was uh, and my brother, we was out fishing, and he didn't have his license or whatever it was at that time. It was this is like '67. In, in Covington, Georgia. And uh, so the police officer was hey, dad don't have the papers. Well, you know, got to take you to jail. And like, nah, I got my sons. Can you, like, well, well, we'll take them down and have somebody come and get them. I said, okay. And so the cop told him to follow him. And see, he followed him into a turn and my dad went right on him. <laughs> he went right on him. And obviously he came back a few, few days later, but you know, I was like, oh, hell no, we're not going in jail. I'm not sitting in Covington. Who knows yeah. what may happen? Ku Klux Klan, who knows what? So, you know, in my speech, I told my dad, I'm glad he made that turn because me and my brother, we, not, we may not be here today yeah. if that would have took place. So, but that was one of the first times that I fished. You know, I used to fish all the time, cut to me, smelling like fish, cleaning fish. I used to do it all the time. And, and now at that time, when, you know, and I caught the first catch that, that day. And, uh, you know, I don't want to touch them anymore, but I don't mind fishing, but I don't like touching clean because I did it so much in my lifetime. There's a question uh, in the chat. Who won yeah. more money golfing versus each other? Uh, oh, it's from Rex. It's, it's, it's hard to beat the bank, Rex. <laughs> okay? <laughs> the bank give you opportunity <laughs> to try to break it. Who breaks the bank? Not many people breaks the bank. <laughs> of course, he... Mike will allow you to make money to gamble that money back, to, to get your money, to get the money they gave you, get it back. Just keep you in the game. <laughs> That's a real friend. You, I'm just, you know, I was reading up on some of your, some of your idols, and you, you mentioned MLK, uh, Henry Aaron, Muhammad Ali were some yes. of your guys. Claude Humphrey, you know, to me, you know, I had a game, you know, I, I enjoyed Muhammad Ali because Muhammad Ali spoke, spoke the game, then backed up the game, yeah. you know. And yet, you know, all the things that he went through, you know, obviously where the government didn't allow him to, to fight and to, at that time growing up, not really knowing, you know, I mean, I'm from a family of seven boys and one girl, I'm number six out of nine. Uh, one of the first ones that finished high school, one of the first ones to go to college, you know, so I had a chance to look and see what uh, good and bad had took place and where could I, you know, find something good in my home to do. And, and everybody have that opportunity. Sometimes people, if you can't find something in the house, you gotta look outside the house, but take what's in the house. Like my father was an alcoholic. Our birthday was the same. That was something that I didn't want to be. But if I didn't see it, hell, I would never know, right? I mean, that I have to go through it through my life. Good or bad, you find something in the house. Take advantage of it, look at it, and make a determine. Is that good? Is that bad for you? Is it good and bad for the person? Good and bad at what's going on? That allows you the opportunity to say, hey, you know, I learned something is good or bad, but yet I learned it in the home. But trying to learn it outside the house, that's where you make or learn it in social media. 
Look around your people. Look around your father, brother, sister. Somebody's there for you to suck some data, information out of. But sometimes we look too far. It's right there on your nose. Look there. Good or bad, it's helpful. It's, you came from a, a very interesting time in, in, in the country just to be growing and, up. And, and my say to that, you know, I'm in the energy business, but why I got an energy business was that sometimes, you know, our lights wasn't on, our power, energy. I remember my grandfather having coal put in his oven to keep the house warm. To me, you know, I, I looked down the street, other lights like, well, what is this? What's this about? Why, why, what? But, you know, uh, and after I was finishing football, I was down in Florida. I was about to go to racing school. I wanted to do drag racing. And uh, I had an opportunity to meet, you know, a guy, and we started talking about energy and this and that and phone company. And so, you know, I got in with a company called First Energy. We brought in a phone company here, uh, reselling their service, reselling SP, uh, uh, C services. and. Uh, invested with them and learned the utility business and, and now I've kind of been in the utility business since 99, you know, so I supply, do power, sell power, um, come at, distribute the power, and I'm the person that sells you the power. Comet's one of our f fine sponsors here too, so like right. you, you, uh, you, 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 set them, you set them up, basically. Well, Comet, see folks, what folks don't know, Comet, is there to serve the people. The polls that you see on the street is your polls, it's the taxpayer polls, right? We have the right to touch those polls. You can get in this business if you want to. I mean, come, throughout the state of Illinois, Illinois spends $13.2 billion in just electricity. is gonna get a little bit, almost half of that. Why? Because they send the power to you, okay? But there's another seven, eight billion dollars out there for people who consume the power. You have to have power if you're going to be on this planet. You don't have to buy it from me. You don't have to buy it from somebody. I would like for you to buy it from me and come here and deliver it to you. That's the game. So everybody have the rights. Those polls are on government property, your property to serve you. Okay. Most folks don't know about that, about the utility game. And sad to say, I, I believe I'm the only minority in this country that sell electricity in 13 states that the market is open. Gas is open in 48. So, you know, people of color, this is the best annuity business that you want. Dusty Baker got in the business. And you can hear Dusty say, hey, you can never take your robe off. You know, Dusty's still drinking coffee, doing business. But yet it's a business that you have to pay. You know, everybody really don't I'm not going to say don't respect, they just pay your utility bill because you assume it's something like, boom, I don't really know anything about it. It's kind of like long distance back in the day when you had 312-77. Oh, that's a long distance call. Yeah, but it's, it's still in the state. Yeah, but that's how it's set up. <laughs> Folks didn't understand that. So, you know, yeah. it's, a, it's a game out there. When I say a game, a game of servicing people. If you're on the planet, you're here to serve people. If it's crack or whatever it is, you're servicing people serve people in a good way you know like my mom always taught me you know we all are god's children how you get to heaven is how you treat them and how you serve those people mm -hmm. so you can't be on this planet without serving if you're not serving nobody that means you're not no good period that's a good lesson from mom right there yeah. so it feels like you i mean in, in your post-career life you you have found a lot of different things to 
to really fulfill yourself? Well, I've been, I was entrepreneur as a kid. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. You know, before I left high school, I, I, I had already worked at all the fast food places, Morrison <laughs> Cafeteria. You know, my mom was a, was a cook. My father thought, you know, he had the next Jackson 5. You know, we used to have talent shows in our backyard. We, you know, so to me, you know, I was the largest one in the house. So the, the pass down stuff did not work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, so. You don't want yeah. hand-me-downs. Hand-me-downs not fit. <laughs> and we can't go buy nothing. So I had to get on the stretch there. Cutting grass, I, I just, you know, I'm looking at, you know, I said, if a woman can work like this, then I'm a man. I should be able to do more than her. Mm-hmm. My father, how he worked all the time. So, you know, buffing floors, working. I'm like, hey, you know, they're giving me good pictures. And then I look at my brother, some of them doing good, some, most of them doing bad. I'm like, well, shit, you know, something here. I got to at least make my mom feel one of her boys came out well. Mm-hmm. That's what it was all about. You know, when, when, when I sent my mother to the uh, uh, Pro Bowl, that was her first flight ever. Right? Wow. And, and to me, she thought, she, I said, no, mom, you don't walk up still. You just walk right on, you know. <laughs> it's just so, you know, for her, I would have came back to Chicago for the Super Bowl parade, which I, which I wish I should have. Mm-hmm. But yet, when your mom taking her first flight from Atlanta is going to meet you in Hawaii, it's too much. And make sure she got there. There you go. Understandable. You want to tell your Super Bowl story? Who's that? I could, yeah. I, I want to. I, I I feel like this is an important little thing that Kevin wanted to bring to the table. Just some some history. Well, I, I I like. There's one picture of me watching the Super Bowl. I was six years old, Richard. Is that right? Yeah. There's me. Uh, <laughs> you. And I wanted to point out also in the photo too are, are my Aunt Pat and Uncle Chuck who are the biggest Bears fans in the world. <laughs> and my Aunt Pat, who you can't see it's her face because she's got the, the homemade uh, um, pom-pom there. I see that. She see might be it. the she only toughest person. She <laughs> might be the only person I know that's tougher than 85 Chicago Bears. So right. I wanted to give a shout out to my Aunt Pat. All so. right. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's good. That's good thank anting you, right thank there. You, thank you. Thank and, you. And look, you, you were ready. I was ready. Yeah, you were, yeah. yeah. I was only yeah, six. Was, yeah. Yeah, 38 was, years uh, ago. 38 years ago. Yeah, that was, uh, um, you know, one, I, I was, uh, my agent, you know, started this thing when the first playoff game. That, and he had been saying it all year because we were negotiating. Right. This time we were negotiating. So, you know, at that time I was making $90,000, right? And I had... Made all pro the year before, and I'm like, I'm not coming to camp until y'all at least do something, give me a Lord to London, something. Because I know you get hurt. Because guys are running everywhere trying to, trying to make the team. And, you know, my second year, I become a, you know, a pro bowler. And uh, I'm like, you know, I was really pissed off about the option year. And then I was pissed off with my agent that we signed a two-year with an option. It's, who's the option for it? Is it me or, you know, that's right. something you don't know. But at that yeah. time, you know, I was really, I was really pissed off with uh, it was Walt Frazier, my agent at that time. Okay. Yeah, he the, was a Georgia boy, too, and he had just started. You know, NBA Walt Frazier? That's right, walking okay. away from basketball. Okay. So, yeah, and uh, uh, so, you know, I was a little t- ticked off, but I said, okay, well, we got to get something. You know, we got to get something done. We ain't got enough money, but we're going to get, we got to get some kind of insurance or something. 
I can't just come back and, yeah, yeah, we got a great team. We could go to the Super Bowl, but shit, I need to, you know, get paid here. I need to figure out mm-hmm. a way to get paid here. So, you know, they did that part, put some insurance down for me. So that, I decided to come back to camp and uh, go to work. And then they said they were negotiating good faith. So we're negotiating all the season going, going. And now I realized that, you know, me and Jerry Venisi, that it ain't going to happen. You know, he was, it was like black against white. He was telling me that, you know, I'll never make money more than a quarterback. And I said, oh, this is like slavery. He said, well, call it what you want. I said, that's what it looks like. That's, you know, uh, and, um, so I realized that, so I said, okay, guys, we keep knocking on this, this door about, you know, how much money, you know, salary. I said, but they keep over here talking about incentive. They try to incentive me. I said, let's go over here and play with this. So we, we put it on the wall, start throwing things up there, and it starts sticking. Everything's sticking. I was like, hey, okay, we got something here. All right, let's go and get them to agree to this. And they come back, my agent come back and say, okay, they agreed. I said, oh, like, okay. Tell them make it retroactive. Said, Shit, they came in retroactive. I said, oh, okay, perfect. Good. How did you know how to do this stuff? Huh? This, is, this is amazing that you, like a 22-year-old, I, I would well, have no yeah, idea what I'm doing. Yeah, but, well, <laughs> you I, still like don't. I said, I paid attention in the five years I was in college okay. why these guys weren't sticking. Okay. What was sticking, and you don't know until you get there and you see. Right. Why they may not be sticking. Just mm-hmm. by the mannerism and what, you know, being inspected upon you. Yeah. So, but yeah, you know, you still got, I mean, again, you know, was I started working, you know, in the sixth grade. <laughs> I worked from sixth grade through the 12th grade. I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't stop working until right. I left high until 12th grade. Right. Okay. But I didn't play football to 11th and 12th grade. Okay. So once I got to middle school, I was gonna play football, then they cut the school, they cut it out. So I kept working. Then I got to high school and okay, hey, I'm still making money, I'm getting my own stuff. Ninth grade, boom, tenth grade, same thing. Eleventh <laughs> grade, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I wanna look at this. But so so they went retroactive and now my age is saying, Okay, what else? What's next? I said, nothing. Just don't 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 call them no more, you're fine. You know, and uh and we signed that deal when we played in San Francisco the second year. Wow. That, my, my third year. Third year. third okay. year. Okay. When we unveiled Fridge. That's okay. the day we signed that contract. When we <laughs> was flying up there, I signed it, boom. And I remember my agent said, okay, they want to know what's next. I said, don't call them back. It's good. To me, I was like, hey, it was a million dollars there in incentives. It's damn near half a million dollars just Super Bowl MVP. So to me, I was like, hey, I'm going to work my guys. I'm going to make my guys better to make me money. And that's what, to, if that was helping Otis Wilson learn how to do something on the pass rush, you know, and I'm telling him, look, I'm going to flush, you go wide. Or you flush, I go wide. You know, you got to work together. You can't be just working, which I already knew, you know, and he was bound to. Uh, uh, you know, to, to, to get to the quarterback, him and Will, everyone was trying to go, they were trying to go. And I'm like, hey, let me help you, all right? You flush him or get him. Either one, if, if you don't get him, I'm gonna be wide to get him. But if we both going in there, shit, he may be anywhere. Right. So somebody gotta be a safety net. Somebody gotta go get the, 
I got to get the show done. So we was good in that as staying in our lanes and, you know, talking to each other about that. So uh, they called back. It's like, you know, said they read. I said, hey, don't worry about it. Said, they called back in. I said, look, they'll understand. Just don't call them no more. <laughs> we got a deal. We don't have a deal on salary. You still trying to make, pay me a half or something like that. Really? You know, Mac is at eight. He want I said, no, nah, that ain't going to work. But I tell you what, I'm going to show you right here. So we, <laughs> that year, I did right at about a million dollars in incentives. Then in the next year, I was like, keep those. And now let's, no, 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 let's go ahead and get to that number, right? So now you want to take all that back. Right? All the incentives back. You want to take it back and pay me what the incentives was giving me on salary. But see, sometimes you got to show people some shit to see it. Right. Then they can appreciate. It. They can appreciate it at that time. They just that they realize that you're not as ignorant as they th- thought you were. Was was the USFL ever an option? Did you use that as leverage uh, or? No, I didn't yet. Which they they picked me first. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia Stars. Mm-hmm. And you know that just was not in my dreams and my goals. I'm like I've waited this long to wait three more months. Yeah. I'm gonna wait three more months. I'm just going to wait the three more months. Well, you ended up signing the, the richest Bears deal at the time that anybody had ever signed. Yeah, yeah I'll tell you, boy, this, the one that Max signed, that would have been nice, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, saw, I, I saw it in the comments earlier, like, if, you know, if you played today, you'd be a $20 million a year player, which is what you would be. I don't know. It might be more than that. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out, I don't know what to ask for. And I'm being honest. I'm really, I mean, with what they got out there today, I'm like, shit, I mean. It's crazy. I can't get, I can't get no no less than Mahone. <laughs> shit. That's he half did, a bill. Shit, he did the same thing I did. Third year, he becomes Super Bowl MVP, yeah. win a Super Bowl. What's the difference? You know, half half he, a billion he dollars. Throw, he yeah. just touched the ball more than me. Shit, I'm going to get it at some point. <laughs> I'm going to do my thing. I'm just, I, I just, to me, this game is, you know, it's they want to get the head out of the game. How can you get the head out of the game when it's the, the longest part on your body? Right? It's just, you know, what needs to take place is go ahead, give guys insurance. Here you got a guy, the kid who got hurt last year in Buffalo. Yep. He gets hurt. Well, the commissioner saying he got him. Well, shit, it's, it's 5,000 guys out here that you, that you don't have. This kid is only two years in the league. He's not even vested. Right. So now, I, I think that, I think now it takes three years to get in the league and three games to be insured, right? So now, but the league comes on and say, all right, we're going to insure this guy. Well, there's tons of guys out here got problems. Mm-hmm. Got major problems, you know? And to me, this is where I should have the right to go and go to work. If I can't go to work and find a job, then my job have to bear that burst. You know, you have to bear that because it's in any corporation, everybody at the league got insurance the rest of their life, Mm -hmm. but the damn players. This is just don't make any sense. Now you got gambling, you got all this crap coming into this game. It's amazing that here it is, guys. I mean, I got 12 months to file disability. 
well, shit, I'm still thinking about playing. Right. In this state, that's what I have. Right. So now I got to go to California. California closing out because California, anywhere you work, and you can, you can file disability. Because all the places that we work, they take taxes out. Everywhere we go play games, they take taxes out. See, the, the, the hockey team started this many years ago uh, and, and uh, you know, had kind of brought an open window about what's taking place with that. But as a player, you are – so now I'm still thinking about playing. And, you know, I'm not – just because I'm out one year, but now I can go back to play if I can go back, but I just lost my disability. This, it's a game here. This is some real, this is some real crap that's taking place. They have, they have tucking place. Right. When it comes down with this league and – how you, how you get service from the service that's been given. It's some real, you know, crazy stuff that don't make any sense, but it's not in the corporate world, but corporate world is all in the NFL, but NFL is not providing corporate status to the people. Does it make you want to get more game. involved in that, the fight against that and get, get more rights for the players and, and well, post-retirement? Well, I already did that. Yeah. I did that with, with the, uh, with, with the uh, um, pain kill. Mm-hmm. We, we made a change there. You know, I've been suing about that uh, 11, 12 years now. Yeah. They used to give you, here, Richard, well, take this. Well, it, it just no one never gave you a consent to when you can't take any more. Uh-huh. See, that's the thing. And now today, the team get checked now. The team get checked. So we've made some stuff, but it's nothing been paid to the players that's been damaged. I know my gut is – I know my wall and my stomach. I know my esophagus swollen. It's hard for me to swallow certain things. It's things there that this league seems to be able to get away from because it got its strings – around the world. I mean, this is the only game, this is the only business in the world that competes with prayer. Yeah. Sunday, if, you don't, if, you, if you're working on Sunday, you're competing with prayer. <laughs> and to be the only business to compete with prayer is a world lively and strong business. <laughs> Church okay? of football. That, that's football. And football, I mean, it's a powerful source. Don't get me wrong. The business part of it. So the streams, where the stream lies, it's all over the place. I get it. Hmm. I've been there. Like, like Dr. King said, shit, I've been to the top. I, I've seen the mountaintop. I know what it's like. I know what's there. Uh, and I know what's, it, it's fair. You know what I mean? Because, you know, everything that I had a chance to accomplish, God that gave me an ability to see it. I didn't know nothing about the Hall of Fame. Ray mm-hmm. Nitschke, I was on a cruise one day when I was holding out for the, uh, hold, I was holding out for money. I was on a cruise. We got on a cruise from Miami to South Carolina. Good Morning America was on that cruise. And, and Ray said, hey, kid, you know, if you keep, you keep playing like you're playing, maybe you'll be in the Hall of Fame. I said, what's that? He told me what it was. I said, oh, thank you, Mr. Nitschke. There you go. And, 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 and there you go. You know, and that's how they have the, you know, we have the Ray Nitschke luncheon. But, you know, again, players, we know, 
But to me, you know, the business side of this thing is that, you know, when I look in basketball, there's so many people of color that played the game, whatever's in the game. Not in football. Not in football. And they just don't make any sense. You know, I, I look at the offensive coordinator that coming out of uh, Kansas City. Eric Bieniemy. Yeah. yeah. And mm-hmm. now he goes over to Chico and still be the same thing. But which we just had a guy here that came in here and called all kind of plays and, and shit. He didn't win no Super Bowl. He didn't win. He wasn't part of that, but he's back there working again. I mean, it's, it's amazing how we deal with things with the white guys and the black guys when it comes down to football. When the black guys are more people that has 80% of the players that plays. Yes, Matt Nagy. He's talking about you in the chat. Yes, Matt Nagy. That, <laughs> that would be true. I mean, that, that's exactly. Yeah, and, and I'm just saying, I mean, just here's a guy, you know, this guy didn't want two championships. He can't get a head coaching job, but Nagy didn't, didn't win one. Uh, he, was part, he was part of losing one, and he comes here and and called everything, never called the same thing a couple of times. When a couple of times, you, you know, hell, it was running. Why are you trying to call? Everybody's looking, oh, he called there, kind of plastic. You know, if I'm playing a coach like that, I just get two steps in the backfield, look left, look right, play could be coming back. You know, because yeah. it, it's just that uh, it, it's – it was it was throw up ball. It was it was like a carnival, you know. Exactly what it was. <laughs> Thanks, Nagy. Hey, uh, <laughs> okay, co- 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 couple quick mentions. Then we got one more question for Richard, sure. and we'll, we'll wrap it up here. Take on the South Guild with the gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays. Have you covered for the warm weather ahead with the premium polarized shades at the affordable price? Shady Rays. It's an independent sunglasses company that offers the world class product, and of course, they do have the best insane protection plan in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses you like this richard it's backed by their lost and broken replacements you lose it you break it even on day one they are going to hook you up with a brand new pair no questions asked you don't like your pair when you order then look you get you can return it within 30 days no risk yeah there we go these are these are these are these are my shady rays there we go uh exclusive for you as i'm reading this for our listeners shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com use that code chgo 50 percent off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people thank you to our friends shadyrays.com I want to give a shout-out to the CHGO diehards. If you're a diehard, you know at CHGO we have podcasts and live shows on every team every day, and we're building this thing up. I mean, it's kind of crazy. We've had two Hall of Famers now here in studio. Marion Hosa was our first one. Now we have the great Richard Dent, and that is uh, possible because of the support of our community. Uh, so if you want to get in on that, go to allchgo.com, become a CHGO diehard. We've got dope merch for all the teams, including that QB slide shirt, which we're going to make sure uh, that we give you a shirt. Uh, make sure you get one. and You're getting all the gear, Richard. Right. We got it. We got You're it. getting free stuff. <laughs> but also, when you sign up for the CHO Die Hard program, you also get a free shirt. And you get access to the members-only Discord, exclusive discounts to merch and events, including our upcoming CHO Bears tailgates this fall. So go to allchgo.com and become a CHO Die Hard today. Do the Bears? For, hey, let me tell you, thank you for what you do. You know, getting yeah. messages, sending messages. You know, uh, thanks for serving the people. Uh, we appreciate it. We appreciate you being here. No I, I was going to yeah. wrap up with uh, do the Bears have their quarterback? Bears have their quarterback, but, you know, one thing that I, I, I he's a Georgia kid. I want to see this kid do well. But, yeah. you know, I have to look at where he came from. And, and Georgia, that's one part. Then 
Ohio, that's another part. To me, I just haven't yet seen a quarterback that come out of Ohio State mm -hmm. that did well in the game. That's just not to say that this, this I hope this is their quarterback. To me, I think Phil needs to, to understand that uh, when you're dealing with coaches and people, you have to figure out, look, I got to get this job done. And, you, and with those other 10 guys, they will follow you. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and that's where the team goes. The team's going to follow the guy that's lead there. He's in a leading position. Most quarterback is, you know, in a defense, you know, you become that by what you do. And offense is somewhat a hand part, but still you become what you do. I think that, you know, we should keep him up under the quarterback. I mean, I'm sorry, up keep him up under the center. Okay. Moving, because the kid moved well with his footwork. To me, he hasn't shown the footwork in shotgun. When he's in shotgun, he snapped the ball, he sees something he won't throw it, but then he don't get his feet there. So you got to get your feet there, and you got to his footwork, footwork, faking handoff. And when you look at uh, San Francisco, you look at the quarterback. He's a young kid, just come out of him, but yet he wasn't formed that way as that kid out, out, out of Iowa State, okay? Okay. But yet here, you know, you form a way of let his legs, let his mind do whatever he wants to do, okay? But we really didn't start him that way, All right? So... You know, the, 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 the management, the, the, the offense has to, to me, I don't understand. You, you, know, you want to see him do what he does well while you drafted him. Now, if you're trying to make him to be something else, then that's where, you know, jumping in a shotgun when, you, you know, to me, it makes sense to run the ball. Why? Because you don't practice tackling. Right. Why I'm trying to throw the ball all over the place when you don't have live tackling? Every team has the same problem. That, that they, goes, when that they goes tackle, in. they get hurt. Look, that's the game. The game is run the ball. Run the ball, pass the ball, maybe let the quarterback, then let him do his thing. When he does that, you cannot stop him from running. There's nothing you can do stopping this kid. This kid can take it from A to Z. But let's help him, coordinators. Let's, we look like we got a lot of players in here, so let's find out what we got. We need to stand on that offensive line and defensive line, first of all, before anybody else can do anything, is start up front. Well, I was going to say, we might have a quarterback. We don't have our Richard Dent. We don't have our Dan Hampton. We don't have our Steve McMichael yet. Oh, yeah, that, that's what you need. Well, yeah. we, we, we're, you can give him something to do with. Yeah. With something. Win another Super Bowl. Yeah, we're running, we're running out of time because we got a show behind us. But uh, I've seen the Super Chats. Ronetta, uh, for five bucks. Uh, Ronetta, I miss you. Sackman, who do you think should get uh, for defensive edge rusher? And what do you think about our squad? Do you like anybody there? Do you see anything in Dominic Robinson? Do you like, I mean, I, I, Travis Gibson? Can anybody? I don't uh, see anything yet because I'm not really looking. I'm, I mean, last year we, we, we got rid of a lot of folks. I understand that because you want to pile your money up and try to figure out what you got. Okay. But to me, you know, uh, like a guy told me, uh, 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 about passing the rush, about pass rushing. He tell me, look, if you want to learn how to rush the pass, come and see me before you go out there and fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> that was Deacon Jones. And I, I was it. coming to get the 100%. I'm coming like, hey, Mr. Jones, hey, I'm, I'm the one to get the 
you know, Mackey Award, you're getting the, you know, the, yeah. the, the, the big award out of college, which is the, the Heisman Trophy Award. Okay. He's like, well, son, look here, but yeah. you need to come up to my room and let me teach you how to rush these pads before you go out and fuck it up. Well, you definitely <laughs> went up to Deacon's room. No, did, didn't mean to say that, but that's how he put it. Yeah. You know, so I'm just really, you know, <laughs> I'm sure he's up in heaven enjoying himself. But, uh, yeah. but uh, yeah, thank you guys again. And I, I think the Bears got something good there. Now, you know, I, I think uh, the coach uh, really was in a lot of the games. Guys was messaging, you know, working hard. But I just believe that, you know, the team that run the ball gonna win this kind of football because they don't practice loading up and tackling. Why try to throw the ball everywhere when you can run the ball? Kids are not ready to be physical. Hand it off. It might be what they do best. It's, it's, it's old school, but I, I'm enjoying it. Hey, uh, Alan, I see you in the chat here. Dent, you are the man. Go coach at Chicago to the CHT. <laughs> Love listening to y'all. Cram must feel honored to be sitting with a legend like Dent. I do. So does Kevin. So does Lawrence. So do we all. Uh, and the last one here, the Bears Bastard. F- fantastic name there, Bears Bastard. Uh, Super Chat 1999. What do you think about the new kickoff rule? All for player safety, but this is ridiculous between rough and passer calls and now this. I fear for the game. Squib kicks incoming. Richard has the game changed for the better or for Give him insurance. You know, look. It's a it's a it's a bad game, you know. It's guys race cars, they three hundred miles an hour around the track. You can't do that. I can't do that. That's why we enjoy watching that. That's like in football. You don't want to be out there facing me. I don't want to see you. But yeah, that's part of the game. The game is violent. Give the guys insurance. They should have the right to live or to insure themselves somewhere. Why is that? This this goes back to, I'm not going to say that word, but go ahead, sir, because we're on the end of this show. Yeah, well, no, but I, 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 this is basically what I was saying. Like, oh, they've been trying to make football safe. It's like, look, let them sign a waiver. I agree. This is a dangerous sport. And put the insurance in that you're talking about. Insure, uh, man, man, and, and, you, you're going to live after football, yeah. okay? That's all I'm saying. You're going to live after football, give them some insurance. You know, they knew the helmets were bad back in the 70s. They never told anybody. They finally got in the locker room. Media got it, and that's why we're on this topic now. Uh, that's, that's why, you know. And, and right. Enough with the fake caring about the players. Let's do something real. It's all, look, it, it, I got a son, as a matter of fact. It's, it's, he's 6'5". He, he's 190. He's coming out of Stevenson. High school, uh, we decided to go to Miami of Ohio, you know, and you know he he could be a hell of a you know receiver there. He could be a hell of a tight end. He could be a hell of a lot of what. But I would like to say that I did something for the game before my kid had gotten there, or before your kid had gotten there, and that's the part of the game. The game is all of us, but yet it's all about giving back to the guys to you know. And I like to see the players that's in the league today giving back to the kids that come because look i i was part of giving you the cash that you got today where you what you're getting today i'm a part of now what are you going to be a part of in the next 20 30 years that's the key you've got a great voice you're one of the most respected you know athletes ever come out of chicago we can't thank you enough for stopping by chgo and don't be a stranger 
Appreciate it. Appreciate Richard. it. We'd love to come back and see you. You're the best. Yeah, we're going to have some more messages coming yes. down the road. Yes. Listen, uh, it's a yearly thing. Dan's coming every year. That's what it's Every a, year. <laughs> no doubt. It's coming. It's, it's done Let's and do done. It, it may be two or three, but we'll but Absolutely. We Absolutely. <laughs> How, your, uh, door's open. Right. Thanks for watching, everybody. And, uh, yeah, don't forget, later today, if you're in the live world, we have another show coming up at 3, uh, which uh, will break down what happened at OTAs. We'll see you next time. Take care. Peace. Find somebody to love.